Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. Joe, it's great to see you. Very good to see you, Jake. Um, so, hill training. One of your favourite subjects. This is your topic. <laughs> I know that. I, I'm a big fan of hill training as well. So, we want to take you through some thoughts, some tips, some advice, give you some key takeaways with this, guys, uh, about hill training, the benefits, things for you to consider when you are out there. Because it's a staple ingredient in our training. And if it isn't a staple ingredient in your training, then I really think it should be. So, Joe, should we kick things off by talking about the benefits of hill training? You know, I was thinking about this. I, can, I reckon I can come up with around five key benefits of hill training do you want Ooh. to start okay have i got to try and beat five no, or no, guess no. your five throw some at me benefits of hill training wow so many um technique uh can really help with general running form uh there is something about depending on the length of the hill and, and as long as you have good technique it will help improve technique um you know high intensity training right up there over and above your lactate threshold and your lactate turning point absolutely strength generally strength and conditioning mental strength i mean come on you've got to really get on it in your head to get up a hill um have i done enough or do you want to know you do well, that, mental strength is a big one for me actually <laughs> and, and confidence i put confidence in that as well because yes. i think there's a lot of people yes. which we'll touch on in this video do fear hills whether that's a hill session Definitely. or whether that's just a hilly route that you're doing as part of your easy six mile in the week or a long run. And if we can break that down, I think it can help your confidence and, and, and um, develop your mental resilience, which is what you mentioned there, Joe. I think as well, let's strip things back and keep it simple. It adds variety. If all you're doing is running, on, is running on the flat, by throwing in a little bit of hill work, it will add some variety. So of... And I think... Sorry, carry on. <laughs> I was going to say, just to pick up a point we talked about, that there's a two types of hill running almost. There's those where it's a session, you go there specifically to run up and down a hill, and there's a run that may or may not include hills. And we're going to kind of touch on both of those, aren't we? But but they, they actually are two very different things. Okay, so we're both focused on technique. Joe, that's something that really interests us, yes. running on the flat, running on hills, running various routes and terrains. Let's start with that. Now, we're talking technique here, guys, running technique for hill sessions, so specific hill sessions predominantly. So do you want to kick things off, Joe, in terms of technique, some things that you think are important for people to have in their minds, some kind of technique cues? Absolutely. And you know what? I'm going to stand up and give you a demo. <gasps> okay. Can you see me? I can see right. you. What say to people is people often said, hello, lean into the hill. What the biggest mistake people make is they bend at the waist. And actually, if you bend at the waist, you lose all of the ability to drive power through from your core through your legs. Ah! <laughs> Didn't we know that was gonna happen? <laughs> oh, for those... <laughs> Don't do a demo, he said. Why are you doing don't do a demo? Oh my god. I'll carry on because I'm a professional. Oh, yeah, don't bend at the waist. Me. Lead with your hips. 
I always say, think about your hips going up the hill first. That will stop you bending at the waist and will actually help you with that lean that you're more looking into. That is my big one. Well, I'm going to sit down now, not move the I'll, rest I'll, of the You thing. have a breather. I'll pick up from there. <laughs> so a, a big focus for me, and I say this to myself when I'm out there running, I'll try and remind myself, and my runners as well that I coach, is arms. Now, arms, I think, are often overlooked, oh, yeah. aren't they? They're often overlooked. And when people start to think about their arm movement, I think that most people think about throwing their arms forward, which kind of makes sense. No. It makes sense because you want no. to run forward. So I get it in your head. But yeah. as Joe's saying, you want to drive the elbows backwards. Drive the yes. elbow nice and high to the sky, particularly when you're running uphill. And then let gravity do its work and your, your muscular elasticity in the shoulder to bring your arm back down to the the starting position. That's the key when running uphill. And I tell you something, if you focus, I think, on driving back with your elbows when you're running up the hill, it will really help you. It'll naturally lift your chest up, you'll feel more balanced, and you'll feel like you're really helping your forward momentum, which is what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I, on that point, I've often said to people, you know, I love my little mantras, run up the hill with your arms, not your legs. Because I think otherwise what you try and do is excessively lift your legs. You're already fighting gravity by the nature of going uphill. So if you're then trying to, you know, lift your legs even harder, you lose all kind of natural running stride and flow. Whereas pumping your arms, will, particularly as you said, that backward pumping of your elbow will actually encourage better flow and better technique. So arms not legs yeah so we've we've established there running nice and tall keeping those hips forward those not bending from the waist as you talk about you know you've got to keep that that nice balance and upright posture driving the elbows backwards in terms of legs something that we often talk about as coaches i certainly used to refer to this use this term a lot as a personal trainer when i was doing lots of that and that's triple extension of the of the hips the knees and the ankle so in short what does triple extension mean it means that you're really extending your leg as far as you can behind you that driving leg to power you up the hill so your your ankles is extended your knees extend your hip is extended that takes maximum force that takes a lot of effort because if you haven't got triple extension of that back leg that driving leg if it's kind of bent in places it shouldn't be bent you're almost collapsing you're not putting the effort in that you perhaps mm-hmm. should so that leads nicely actually joe onto um using uphill stru- uh, uphill sessions training for running form so that kind of developing that power which is recru- recruiting all those those muscle fibers which is which is what you want to develop that that strength what's your what's your thoughts on on using that technique i think using hills to strengthen to strengthen conditioning is absolutely ideal but you don't want to be doing long hills for that because they are by their very nature extremely fatiguing so if you're trying to improve your form develop strength and conditioning if you're doing a two minute hill by the time you're halfway up you're going to be struggling so if you if that's your aim make them short hills nice 30 second hills you know where you can really power all the way up and that is the aim the long hills which i think we'll move on to is more around training your aerobic and your anaerobic training your energy system so it's it's two different types of hills the length of the hill basically um affects how you're running i think also that leads into a little bit on gradient as well um i think if you're looking for a conditioning and you're doing shorter hills probably you need to go steeper Otherwise, you're really running up a minor incline. Um, So, again, steeper hills for that as well, I would say. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, 
you need a, as you say, Joe, a steeper hill to generate more force because it's like somebody's turned gravity up. Mm-hmm. You've got to overcome a lot more resistance. Therefore, you've got to generate a lot more force, and that's the aim of that type of session to generate all those those muscle fibers in your leg. You know, maximum effort. So you really need to kind of focus on that. I think a key mistake that people make, Joe. I don't know if you 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 recognise this in some runners is not giving themselves sufficient rest time in general actually but definitely with that type of hill session where you want to recruit those maximum fibers maximum effort and they kind of get down the hill pretty quickly and then they want to go again almost turning it into a in some respects an aerobic session kind of like a long a long repetition session so you kind of need to keep it short and sweet but fairly fairly steep yeah yeah no i would agree with that i think you know the 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 thing about hills is unfortunately for the recovery you have to get back down to the bottom of the hill again and there are various you know there are various different ways you can do that the time that you want to spend doing that and again that just comes back to what is the aim of this session um actually with hills i do say you're always more inclined to have a slightly longer recovery because of the time it will take you to get back down you know it's just the law of physics and time if it takes you so long to run up it's going to take you you know that much time at least so you're always going to get at least equal time recovery but it's making sure that you get sufficient more time if you need it and like i say leading the recovery linked very closely to the aim of the hills but my big thing about hills the one i like really is using them as a training aid using them as fitness energy system development um that's when i think they really bring a huge amount into your training uh i think a good long hill now what do i mean by long hill i think it's really important to define that and as a little uh, caveat let me say you are obviously limited by what the terrain is around you so you know if you live somewhere that's flat as a pancake you're going to struggle but if you can find a good long hill that's two minutes worth of effort that to me for the kind of training benefit i'm trying to get all of that work around lactate thresholds lactate turning points that's a really good length hill to work all the way that effort um but i say to people there's you have to know how to run the hill so what people tend to do is set off like the clappers on a two minute hill it's quite hard work much harder as we've just said than running on flat so what happens after about 30 or 40 seconds is your pace starts to slow and you're almost you know you're just losing the training benefit at the top of the hill so when you are doing those long hills i say set off at quite a disciplined pace and then about halfway really then put the effort in and that will make sure that you're working all the way up the length of that rep it's really hard there's no two ways around it which is probably why i like it It, it's Um, (laughs) it's one of my favorite sessions actually joe the 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 two minute hill reps i haven't done it for quite some time i tend to do it as part of sort of marathon classic marathon training you know it's great for that endurance building up repetitions week on week um I, i really enjoy it but there is that there is a skill in executing that session as there is with many sessions i think in my opinion the hill needs to be not quite as aggressive in terms of gradient as it would be if oh, you were definitely. looking at maximum power that's an important yes. distinction to make here <laughs> if you're doing 20 second hill repeats and you're looking at generating maximum force you want it quite steep if actually yeah. you're doing these long repeats we're talking about then you don't want that and as a general Absolutely. as a general guide people talk about kind of six percent gradient what does that really mean you don't want a hill that changes your running form too drastically it will naturally change a bit but not too drastically you just want the hill to provide that resistance to give you the physical benefit that or the physiological benefit that joe's talking about and i think once you get how i tend to do the session is 
I tend to set it up on my watch as a lot of people do and when I get back down to the start so two things here once I'm back at the start I sort of clock how long that's taken me and I, I try to sort of replicate that each time therein mm. um, and the other thing that I do is on particularly on the long hill reps to, to avoid that whole setting off too fast Joe is I almost pick a reference point that's probably yes, halfway yeah. you know just a quick glance where yeah. am I you know, did I overcook it? Have I undercooked it? And you build that experience and knowledge over the weeks that you do the session, you know, when you repeat it. But I think that can really, I think that can Yeah, help. I mean, with hills, actually, I say two minutes, that's the rough length. But actually, I really like people doing them on the distance. So starting at this tree, finishing at that tree, you know, because then I think you can measure because you're not, you know, one thing we want to say is you can't judge pace on a hill, you know, throw, I love pace as a, as a training measure but throw it out the window when it comes to hills because it's really hard to know what equates to what on the flat, um, particularly when you're in real time actually doing it. So judge it from this tree to that tree, how long does it take me to do that? And aim to run each hill in the same time between those that start point and that finish point. And then I think you've got a really good way of judging this hill session and the whole reps across the session. Because obviously, not only do you want a good, strong, even effort all the way up this hill, which you'll get if you hold back slightly at the bottom and push hard at the top, but you also really, like all sessions, you want the same kind of effort throughout the whole session. So again, that gives you a good way to judge. You know, So this first one took me 159, I want the last one to be taking me no longer than 203, 204. If I've dropped to 220, then I've clearly overcooked it somewhere in the session. So, you know, point to point, I think, is a really good way to run hills. Um, I think it works really well. And I think it helps visually, mentally as well. You're not running for time. You're running, you can see where you're running to. And, you know, you can kind of think, right, that's where I'm going. Fix on that point. Don't think about how awful this whole experience is. Yeah, you, you want to try and run them evenly, don't you? Whether that's a distance or whether you're running on time. Either way, you need those kind of markers to understand that you're you're in the right place. Otherwise, you look come back, you look at the session and your kind of paces are all over the place and, and rest time and, and you kind of want that structure and, and keeping things even. I do think that it's important to go into any, really any new session that's particularly challenging for you with a really open mind and almost... Yeah. Let me explain. Almost a slightly pessimistic attitude in the sense that <laughs> if you go out there and think, I'm going to ace this session, Jake and Joe are barking on about this two minute hero. I'm going to go and smash it. And then you overcook it. You set off too quick. How do you know where, how to pace it? And if it's the first time you've done it, unless you're a really experienced runner, but how, how do you know? Yeah. So almost go into it to collect data and gain experience and information to then reassess, right, was it too quick too slow how was the was the hill right for me was the area right was yeah. it too much traffic were there too many bumps in the road all this stuff and then you can kind of improve in time yeah and i think linked to that point as well i always say start with less is more on hills because you'll be surprised how hard they are so you know i i remember i've taken a took a guy out running and i said we're doing these six two minute hills and i he added it up and it was like 12 minutes are you kidding and he was like only six i tell you after three or four he was really pleased it was only six it is, you cannot compare it in volume to either the same distance or time that you're running on the flat because it is just by its very nature so much more intense. So, you know, aim, if you think you normally do say 20 minutes worth of volume, take that down to something like 12, see how you cope. See how your cope, legs cope the next day as well because this is the kind of session that not only is it hard when you do it, but you might tomorrow think, wow, I think I slightly overdid that. So, um, you know, you don't really want to quite be in that realms of unable to walk the next day because, you know, you're kind of having a knock on impact to the rest of the training that you're doing. So, 
yeah, treat it with respect before you start. I kind of want to get into using hills as a normal training run now. So, i.e. not yeah. a particular session, whether it's a long run, whether it's an easy run. And I've got a few thoughts around here. I want to, I want to kind of link it in a little bit as well to that, that mental resilience, which is really important to me. I can see Carl is mentioning here, she does hill reps in training, but still have a mental block on race day. And I kind of get that, you know, people can fear hills. But I, depending on where you are in your training, depends really on when you should start to incorporate those hills, I think. So understanding pace and effort, as we've just spoke about, is really important. I've recently started working with a new run i've been writing her sessions and her plan i basically said look try and avoid hills for the time being because we want to kind of establish what her various paces are kind of easy pace steady pace all this stuff if this individual is out there running lots of hills it actually makes it a lot harder to kind of build that picture so if you're trying to experiment with your pace and where you are and all that sort of stuff you need to kind of avoid the hills a little bit and as joe said if you are going to start to run hilly hilly courses just as like your standard runs almost ignore pace a little bit now, in terms of effort, if it's an easy run, try to still make it easy, even if it's yeah. hilly. Now, depending on how hilly that route is, how how can it be easy when you're running up a hill? It could be quite challenging, but try to back off as much as you can. Don't stop and walk unless you feel you have to. You don't have to do that, but try to back off, manage the effort. And if you need to give yourself a little bit of recovery at the top, you know, what comes up must come down, then just do that to let the heart rate settle. And if you're somebody that gets into the data and detail, when you come back and look at Polar Flow or Garmin Connect or Strava or whatever you use, try to look at what your heart rate is, if you track heart rate, compared to the elevation. Because you should find yeah. that the pace varies quite drastically, potentially. The heart rate is kind of you know, level-ish is the idea here because you've, you've kind of ridden those peaks and troughs by managing your effort. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I say to people, I'm always talking about try and get a consistent pace throughout your run. And then I contradict myself by saying, unless, of course, you're going up and downhill. Also, I would say don't expect the pace when you go up. What you lose on the up, you'll never quite gain the same on the down. So don't think, oh, you know, I've lost 30 seconds per mile going up this hill. Therefore, I should gain this going down. It just doesn't work like that, unfortunately. I wish it did, but it doesn't. Um, I use, uh, as you know, I use training peaks to coach my runners and it gives me this really nice little formula which, which calculates what pace it thinks you were running based on the gradient you ran up and down. It's a nice little trick and I use it as a kind of a judge, but at the end of the day, you know, it is about effort. It is about coming into this hill, not fearing it, you know, taking it nice and steady as you go up and then working off the top of the hill. And we, you touched on races there, and there were two things I want to say about that. One is what I've just said. You know, I did, grew up doing cross country, which is all about the hills, and actually used to find that you just held your own on the hill, didn't overcook it, but then when you get off the top of the hill, that's when you really push hard because a lot of people get up the hill and then slow down. And so you keep the effort, you know, under control going up it, but then push on at the top and that's where you can make the ground up on people. So it's understanding how to manage your effort on the hill. The other thing I said to you, one of my runners did the New York Marathon, which is notoriously really hilly. And she was saying to me, oh, I'm really worried about these hills. And actually much as a geek as I am what I did was look at each of the hills and then mapped each hill in the New York Marathon onto a hill that she ran every day where she lived and therefore she overcome this fear because I was saying well that's just Chadwell Hill you know this hill here in mile three is no different to Chadwell Hill where you run Chadwell Hill every week so and that actually enabled her to really feel quite confident about it so she didn't fear these hills anymore because as I pointed out every long run you've done you've gone up that hill so, you know, the marathon's no different. So, you know, that's the kind of way of mentally 
just not being afraid of going up the hills and, and being confident actually what it comes down to is that you know this is this is no different and I think on that note it's, every, it's hard for everybody <laughs> so you know if you're finding it hard just think well the, the guy next to me is finding it just as hard as I am so you know confidence with hills there's there's so much the we, could, run them. we could get into here with hills and obviously we don't have the time to do that today but but staying on the subject of kind of uh, what well, downhill and and races really because I think there's some key stuff there just to throw these things at you you know I completely agree Joe if you if you're managing that effort up the hill in a race so that you've got the ability to then rather than kind of recovering and you're ambling along at the top you can let the the brakes off you can freewheel you can run like a kid down the hill you know you can really go for it that just takes mm. skill and technique which i'll come on to but i do think that's that's really important now if the hill is at the very end of a race and let's say the race finishes at the end of a hill well you know you've got free reign to just go for it because that's the last stretch and you haven't got any more but if you've got more to run beyond the hill then obviously you need to pace that quite well and i see this a lot in races or i did when i used to do races about 10 years ago it feels like when people get to the top of the hill and you know breathing like a train up the hill and then they haven't got anything to come down the hill so you end up overtaking people running running down the hill now it's important to get that effort right but in terms of technique this can be applied to training as well be careful if you have got knee issues. Be careful if you have got shin issues, maybe lower back issues, because you are going to be coming down quite heavily with each footstep when you're running downhill, especially if it's a relatively steep hill. I think that's something to really consider. You want to kind of avoid running too many hills if you are suffering with knees. I think, you know, that's a general guide there, but I think that's quite important. In terms of technique, running downhill, you have to practice. Having said that, you have to practice and get that ability, because what most people do I'm going to stand up like Joe did. Is they're, oh, they're almost leaning back. I'm not, I'm not going to knock the camera though. They're almost <laughs> leaning back into the hill because you, you don't want to lean forward because that takes confidence and you don't want to face plant and all that stuff. But it, you've got to sort of run up where I lean forward, get the weight over the ankles, be quite balanced. Practice this in training. Yeah, I think the, my, my kind of whole thing about downhill running though is I, I must admit I don't tend to, to really focus on it unless it's a huge, you know, unless you're really doing fell running and that kind of trail running because two reasons. One, I think it's, I think it is really, um, uh, you know, it's really intensive on your legs and I think you've got a real high risk of injury. Yeah, and I'm not, I always feel I'm not quite sure that for most people the benefits outweigh the risk of injury. Um, and the other thing is, you're not actually getting much aerobic benefit from it because it's just so much free, you know, you're just running down the hill. So I tend to see the downhill part as part of the hill session. Having said that, there is a really big thing about confidence and you lose actually a lot of energy if you're always bracing and holding back. Um, if if you want to try and, you know, really make the most of downhill running, you've got to get the confidence. And, and of course, that does come with practice. So, you know, I love to contradict myself, but it's not something I really focus on. But I think if it really is a huge issue, then you probably could do a little bit of it to build confidence. Yeah, I, 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 we're, we're pretty much on the same page with that, Joe. I, I, like yourself, I always look at cost uh, risk reward with with runners and my own training mm. as well i don't always get it right but i try to and I'm making sure that you know, well, the benefit of that is it worth the risk of them you know injuring knees shins ankles and things like that i think if it's a gentle downhill slope and i like to do it on soft on soft terrain because it naturally reduces the impact i think taking the brakes off not necessarily doing downhill repetitions but actually if you are doing like a normal circular route and you've got some downhill and it's on soft terrain like grass taking the brakes off and freewheeling and trying to increase your cadence the amount of steps you take per minute 
downhill running can be really good for that because you have to recover your leg really quickly otherwise you will face plant so you've got to switch feet really quickly so almost without thinking about it if you increase the pace downhill and it's not too sheer by the way not too severe it's kind of like this <laughs> you're naturally going to increase your cadence because you've got to switch feet really quickly yeah i mean and, and downhill running is something that sprinters do quite a bit because it's a way of actually building up speed without having to use the effort to get to that speed to kind of improve that whole turnover and, and pace and all the rest of it so i think it does absolutely absolutely have its place um and it is you know I love chatting to you, Joe. It is nice to run down here, isn't it? I love chatting I mean, to you. Let's face it, I, love... I always like that bit where I'm like, oh, at last, the downhill, the free energy. I love running downhill. I love running uphill. I love talking to you, Joe. I just love running. It's just great. I've got an idea. Should we come back next week and do another chat around? Should we do it? I think should we, we should, that, but, we? you know, we, we've just talked about being outside in the, you know, the trails and the trails, and it's beautiful. And next week, I've got a feeling you're making me talk about treadmill running. Guys, I'm encouraging oh Joe. Lord. I'm not forcing Joe. We will be back <laughs> here. Well, we won't be back here. We'll be on... Joe's page, Running Joe 10K, next Friday, 12.30. You know the score by now for another chat around. The hot topic is treadmill running. Some people call it the treadmill. I believe there is a place for it. And I want to talk about the benefits, the considerations, and help you to get the most out of your training. And how not to die of complete and utter boredom. Yeah, might not be able to to offer any tips on that. I'm being subversive. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Great to talk to all of you. Have a great weekend of running, whatever you're up to. Apply some of the stuff that we've spoken about today if you are out there doing the hills. Find a hill. Hills love you. Speed work in disguise. Speak to you soon, guys. Cool. Speak to you soon. Have a good one. Bye. That was Running With Jake, The Quick Hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday or catch up now by searching Running With Jake, The Podcast.